Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you were listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it all the way to episode 251. Michael, hello. Did we miss like 250 as a milestone? I feel like we miss our milestones. We lot. talked about it in the show. We said that it was kind of just kind of snuck up on us, and I guess we didn't think much about it. But the the topic was classic. And so I think we honored it in some way. That's good. We generally yeah. record our episodes in the same way people do their taxes. The day before <laughs> they're due, not really sure what's going on, checking a box, checking another box, and you just pray that you don't get audited. That's generally how we record every episode. There's a sense of of, of anxiety and terror, I think, each time. Yeah, that, that anxiety and terror like stays with me for half the year. What, the tax thing or the recording thing? <laughs> the tax thing. It's just ridiculous, man. It's always, it always feels like, for, 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 for those of us in the United States who have to deal with it, it's tax season right now. And if you're a much better American than me, you've already done your taxes. Uh, yeah. But for the rest of us normal people, we have not done our taxes yet. And it's, um, I always feel like I'm dodging, like, gotcha moments. Like, ha, I got you. You didn't put the, the, the this decimal point in the right way. Your home's yeah. gonna get predator droned. It's like no, <laughs> you know, you know, like that's the level of anxiety <laughs> that I deal with. Is the, the the looming the looming electric eye is just waiting and watching me, just waiting for me to fuck up. So oh, honey, they they won't they won't waste the predator on you. They'll they'll use one of like a a, a DJI with a, a grenade, just like probably, dropped it. They'll probably just send some neighborhood kids in here with hammers. That's probably cheaper. <laughs> just pay them in cigarettes and porn. I know porn's free. Um, you just pay them in cigarettes and like Nintendo Switch points. There's a funny thing also in the watch community with taxes. You, you start to see the Instagram posts mm-hmm. for the new watch alert. You know, tax refund oh, just tax came refunds. in. <laughs> and that makes me feel bad. That makes me feel bad when I still haven't done them. <laughs> God damn it, man. I want to do a new watch alert for my tax refund watch. <laughs> a tax refund watch is... Uh, Real, very bad investment, by the way. Don't do that. I want to do a tax refund watch, but with like a ten dollar watch. Yeah, do that. Yeah, get a get a <laughs> get an F ninety one, right? A cool color or something. Here's my sweet and, tax refund watch. That's and funny, then man. and put the rest in your, I don't know, your IRA or whatever people do. I, I'm I'm assuming I wouldn't have anything left. The fifteen dollars <laughs> was my tax refund. <laughs> That's always great when you get those. Yeah. Like that was like, like I remember every time and this hasn't happened in a while, but I remember every time when I would do my taxes and I would get back like $30, I'm like, did I fuck my taxes up? Like, I don't understand. Like, who are these people taking Maui vacations with their tax refunds? You know? And by now, for the CPAs out there listening, if you can't tell, TBWS does not have an account. We don't have an account. So if you're uh, looking for work... (laughs) We don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of uh, proper rules here. I think. Yeah. When every time, every time I have to pay my taxes, I just stuff money into an envelope, write IRS on it, and just put it in the mailbox. And I just. P.S. Don't arrest me. <laughs> P.S. I'm trying to do the right thing. Please don't arrest me. And then I just <laughs> let nature take it. I'm, for the sake of the show, that's a comedy act. Please, no one, actually assume I'm doing that. I use yeah. TurboTax, like I'm sure we... a lot of people do. I think now we have to say that we're not financial experts and none of the things that we say here can be taken as financial advice. That's a disclaimer we have to say now. 
God. Remember our old? Remember the? Remember the the profanity disclaimer you used to we used to have? Remember the old days, Michael? I sounded so sad. Duber Quatch Knobs is a. Sounds like you were punch. holding a gun to your own fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> Saying this shit under very boring duress. The two broke. I do think. <laughs> I do think we need another disclaimer though, because I I feel for I feel for the the parent that's like oh I'm gonna listen to this thing about watches it's and there's two broke watch know, guys, kids in the back and all right and start talking about our nuts. Or <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, we're all here. Let's talk about our dicks for an hour and a half. This is like, oh my God. God. This was not the right podcast to put on for my family trip to Disney World. Let me just uh, immediately pivot shows here. <laughs> yeah. And get to like Teletubbies after dark or whatever the fuck people listen to. I'm not entirely Maybe sure. we can hire a voice actor to do one for us with really funny music in the back. I'm going to look into that. Why don't we get the? Uh, why don't we get like circus mu- music in the back and someone will be like, "Hey, you wait the two more what's knobs?" I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" Like totally non sequitur with what the show is actually about. I don't even know what the show's about anymore. No, I don't want to pay for a really high end Morgan Freeman uh, voice <laughs> impersonator. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty badass. Yeah, right? there's services like that. I, I can look at maybe. Maybe on Fiverr, I can find. We can find. We can find <laughs> a Morgan Freeman impersonator on Fiverr. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Two Broke Watch Knobs, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do your be... taxes, and uh, we need a disclaimer again. Yeah, that's that's the headline. <laughs> Kaz, Kaz, and Mike out. But no, this is going to be a ton of fun. Episode two hundred and fifty-one, going along with this theme we've been doing on TwoBrokeWatchKnobs.com, where we um <clears throat> are trying to hit really cool, just cornerstone foundational pieces because we get a ton of folks who listen to the show and who went up on twobrokewatchknobs.com who are just like new to watches or getting into watches or have only really been getting watch info from one or two places and so we always find it really really cool to just give folks another perspective on things that maybe folks take for granted like maybe the list of best divers in the market doesn't include lists it doesn't include watches that are on everyone else's list, X, Y, Z. So, you know, we've been doing these really fun um, foundational pieces and everything like that. And the, the latest one that went out was actually on GMT um, watches, which I feel like are... GMTs are usually always super hot, even though no one actually needs a GMT. Yeah, that's something I had to learn. And I learned it far too late after spending a lot of money and, and time on... Uh, GMT watches. The thing is, like, not needing, quote-unquote, the function of a watch doesn't necessitate the fact that you want a watch. Like, 99... I mean, we, point... don't need, we don't need any of these things. We don't need these things. <laughs> 99. 99%... 99%... Listen, everyone that buys a G-Shock doesn't need a G-Shock. Yeah. That's a good point. Unless you're, like, like actually in a situation where you're, I don't know, falling off of parking garages, or you have to, like use all the functionality to put into it so like i don't know i don't want necessarily to think for, for people to think oh just because i don't need to track a second time zone i don't need a gmt watch no fucking it gives a shit it's like you know we were talking about this earlier it's like ordering steak no you don't need a steak but you'd like one i just remember getting back into watches again mm-hmm. um when i when i figured out what a gmt was mm. i was like no way <laughs> two time zones that's amazing <laughs> I just thought it was so cool. I, I thought it was, and I still think it's probably the the coolest complication you can you can get today. I or 
maybe not the coolest, but one of the coolest for sure. It's it's a cool one. I also, I mean, we can yeah. we, we 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 can talk about it. So like the the, the GMT. The irony is, I've pulled away from them a lot. Yeah, you don't I've, you don't have any GMTs anymore. I don't think. Well, no, no, no. You I do. still have your Sangen, or do you not? Yep. I do. Okay, I there do. you go. That's that's a fine one. That one's on that one's on the list uh, we put yeah. together. But yeah, so so for episode two hundred fifty one, Tipper Watch on Top Five Podcast, GMT watches and your changing body, which is like the third or fourth time I've made that joke. So I I really, I really don't care. This is our show, so we can do whatever we want. But that's what there's we're a lot of change. There's, there's a lot of change in my body. <laughs> this, I guess we we can make like a jet lag joke, right? It's like you're changing body, jet lag. No, I'm, I'm not gonna shoot in this shit in there. But here, let's do this, Michael. Before we get to it. You want to do your wrist check? <clears throat> yeah, let's go for Are it. Are you wearing a GMT? Because I am. The Sangin Professional. Yes. Pacha. Uh, triple lot design, limited edition. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty big. It's 43 only... millimeter, right? 43.5. That's a little big. That's like the sumo. The sumo was 44 or 45. Oh, you have you have, you have a, you have a sumo. How does it work mm-hmm. compared to your sumo? Or are those just not fair comparisons? The sumo the sumo wears way bigger because this thing really? is only 12, 12 mil- millimeters oh, thick. Oh, cool. Yeah, twenty. Uh, yeah, the sumo is twenty millimeter uh, lugs as well. Yeah. Um, and this thing is pretty. It's pretty light for for what it is, but um, it's definitely on the bigger side, mm. and it makes me. Makes me think uh, long and hard about those new lunar pilots, which are also forty three point five. Oh, nice! But um, have you had the chance to see one yet in person? No, no, not yet. Um, they're they're pretty pricey still, and I I gotta figure out how to get us one. How much are, how much are they? <laughs> they're like eight something. What the fuck? And I think I think that the issue is uh, Bolivar's giving it both on bracelet, and you get some leather NATO. Care, keep Maybe your fucking, that's why. Keep your fucking NATO. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? I'd give it some time. I think the prices will drop. Uh-huh. But uh, this this Sangin is uh, the professional. Sangin makes quite a few watches. Uh, this one is like their GMT diver. Yeah. So the professional, it comes. Uh, you can either get it brushed or DLC. This this limited one is DLC, and the bezel you can get a. This is interesting. So you can get a dive bezel. This one has a dive bezel. And on the inside, the chapter ring, you have the GMT scale. Right. You can also get this watch with a 12-hour GMT scale. So with the bezel, you can track in 12-hour format, one time zone. And then with the the interior uh, scale, you can track another time zone, 24 hours. So it comes in a couple different configurations depending on what you need and uh this you know i've i've been talking a lot about gmt divers and i think i think folks are catching back on to them as well just the practicality of hey the dive scale is really nice to have mm. i don't i don't necessarily need to track three time zones so this is kind of the a good balance between uh you know a dive watch that some people might find find boring and you know, a GMT watch that might have way too much function than what most people would need. So, and the the company's really cool. Um, it's kind of a two two person operation. Um, started by a former uh, spec ops guy, and I think I think he's based in Southern California. Mm. 
Um, they put out watches in really small batches, um, and they go pretty quick. Uh, because I think th- I think these are we. We've talked about military watches before and how the the term is so overused and the marketing is so stale and saturated right. behind that term. I've I've asked a couple of people in the community like, hey, like we know about G-Shocks, we know about Timex and things like that. If if someone's like military or law enforcement and also into watches, maybe even like a spec ops person, what like what are they actually into? What are they what are they buying? And this like Sangin is the brand that comes up again and again and again. Huh. And so I think they have a very very dedicated following in that community. Um and that community is very loyal when it comes to this kind of stuff. Sure. And so the stuff it goes fast. And I I was listening to an old podcast um that Dan was a former guest of ours. Oh yeah, you remember Dan? Oh yeah. Uh, and on the podcast, Jake, the owner, even mentioned like I've thought about cutting out the civilian market. Oh <laughs> in wow! Prior, it's like sometimes because it's very hard to keep up with the demand. Um, Good problem to have, I guess, if you're a, it is, a business yeah. owner too. Yeah, especially somebody transitioning from from military life to civilian life. That's mm. it's cool to have something that works out so well. Um. And so this thing is quartz also what I like, what I like about it. And we'll talk about like true GMTs, collar GMTs, the way the hands work. This is a, this is a Rhonda quartz movement. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool about this one, besides the accuracy, the reliability, uh, the GMT hand, it just, it's kind of free flowing. So you can set it to these, these exact point, the exact point on the dial and you won't have any, any deviation like at the, at the start of the hour. So a lot of, a lot of the cheap generic movement GMTs, if they're not really, if the movements aren't put together well, or if the, the manufacturer didn't do like QC with the generic movement, you'll get to the top of the hour and then you'll look at your other time zone and the GMT hand is not aligned. Yeah. And you're kind of screwed. You have to take the movement apart. You have to, there's like some slack that you have to pick up to, to fix it. I, I'm not a watchmaker, so, but um, this one, it's not an issue because if you get it and it's a little misaligned, you just go to that position on the crown and you just, just put it where you want it cool. at the top of the hour and it's smooth sailing from that point on. So, some those, yeah. Some of those Swiss course Ronda movements are pretty badass, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And the loom on this thing is like obscene. <laughs> I've, I've never, besides besides something like a, a tritium tube uh, marathon, mm-hmm. I've never seen something with loom like this. Oh, nice! And it's all it's all along all along the the dive bezel, like fully. There's like a full scale for the dive bezel, and it's all freaking loomed. <laughs> um, I love it. It's it's really cool. That's badass. Nice. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Sangin's looking to put out pretty consistent releases this year. Uh, he's he just did a he just did a run of these early in the year. Uh, I think the last drop was uh, the Atlas, which is it's a little more simplified. It, it's it's a, a dive watch with a twelve hour bezel, automatic movement. And 
Yeah, they they go really fast. Do you, you know? do they list how many of of each quantity? How much is left? You know what I mean? Does it say like like two like 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 five of a hundred left? You know what I mean? Or is it just like a black box? You don't know how many are left as you're buying. You know what I'm saying? I've I don't think there's uh, I've never seen the the production numbers mm. listed, um, and I think part of that might be to deter. Scalping, scalping and stuff the scalping yeah. pieces of shit yeah I hear so yeah sorry about that i don't know if you hear that dog is that your dog that's not my dog dog is it somebody's i just have the window open sorry <laughs> i don't care dude it's all good uh is it nice over there right now it's a beautiful day damn nice beautiful day here in washington in the 80s right now which which i like like i think it's great <laughs> but my wife is like like sweating her ass off. She's, she's she's from Massachusetts, so she's just like she's just like that's <laughs> not gonna work. She's yeah. just like always hot. Plus, she's very pregnant right now, so she's just like yeah. way overheating. So I feel bad. This thing, but yeah, this thing is awesome. It's just it's a little big, and I'm kind of back and forth on it. Um, but then when I when I look at it and just see what it is, it's it's so awesome. I don't that's know. cool. That's a good yeah, one. Definitely a killer uh, GMT dive combo. Um, that will probably serve you for a very long time. But they're all sold out, basically. Yeah, they're they're all they're all sold out. The best way I I think is uh, the mailing list, and hmm. um, I think I think he's pretty good on Instagram about letting you know when when the uh, the releases are gonna happen. So nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, is that my go? My turn. Yeah, what you got? Boom. Uh, in honor of the episode. Um, you know, GMT watches in your changing body. I am spending time um, very graciously with the uh, new Gavox Longitude, the GMT piece from um, Belgium-based microband Gavox. We talk about Gavox and Michael Happy all the time on the show. Huge friend of the show. Always a fan of his work. And so um, I'm wearing that for, for the episode right now. I'm spending time with it. It's interesting. It's I'm I'm, ha- I'm having an interesting experience with this watch. Um, just running through some specs, at least on paper, and then we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, this is uh, this is so it's an automatic GMT. It's running the Miyota 9075, which is a traveler's GMT, which means that our hand jumps independently um, on its own, which is kind of what people end up end up calling the quote unquote true, like a true GMT watch. Um, yeah. Which we can talk about. We can talk about that. Um, there's a bi-directional GMT bezel on here as well. It rotates pretty smooth. Uh, I think it's pretty sweet. It hits the points pretty well. I thought when I first got it, it didn't line up perfectly. But I think that might just be the angle I'm looking at it. But action on there is pretty smooth. So overall, that's pretty cool. Um, the specs, this, the sizing on this is actually is interesting. So there's what... The specs say on paper, and then there's what the wearing experience says. So on paper, the specs are 39 millimeters in diameter. Fantastic. 43 millimeters lug to lug, which we'll talk about. And 12.8 millimeters um, thick. Did you just crack open a beer? Nope. This is lime uh, LaCroix. Ooh, very nice. A man of delicious. Taste. I, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. We have, uh, I think we have like a bunch of, we have a bunch of limoncello and hibiscus. Yeah. In the in the fridge right now. Those are both very good. Very nice. I'm glad we could bond over this. Um, <laughs> the lug to lug measurement is what I want to talk about. So Gavox. Did you say 43? 43. Okay. Let's talk about that. 
like to talk about that. So Gatbox, the Gatbox timepieces that I've worn and owned <clears throat> over the years generally have a, 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 a longer than normal lug to lug. So the Gavox I spent the most time with was probably the Gavox uh, Rhodes, which I loved. That's like an all time one of my favorite watches um, ever. That lug to lug was, was I think honestly was probably around 49 or 50. I probably should have been more more prepared, but it was it was on the wider side, but it, it still worked, you know. Um, on paper, the lug to lug for the longitude is 43, but it actually wears closer realistically to that 49, 50 millimeter mark because what's happening is this is an integrated bracelet. And the first part of the integration is the first center link, which is going into the watch. And so I think they're counting the lug to lug measurement without the bracelet but the problem is mm. when the integrated bracelet is attached it adds several millimeters to each side because it doesn't articulate down i see you yeah. know what i'm saying so when the integrated bracelet bracelet is attached to the watch it essentially creates more watch at the lugs yeah. and so i i don't know if 43 is a typo or if it was supposed to say 48 but um it wears closer to 48, 49, 50. It's, it's kind of hard to measure. I think my calipers really the same. The same thing happens with the uh, uh, the Speedmaster. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, those those last links, they pop out a lot. And I think it gets you like closer to 50. So I got 50 millimeters. <clears throat> yeah. Lug to lug. With, with the bracelet attached. You know what I'm saying? So um, it does not, in my opinion, deter from the uh, wearing experience. Because like I said, mm -hmm. my roads had similar dimensions. The diameter is larger on the roads. And so um, I don't necessarily have uh, any issues with that, you know, the, the, the lug to lug measurement. I'm only highlighting that in case someone was thinking about this watch and they saw that measurement and they had a confused reaction like you did, like 43. Okay, that's interesting. It's re really, it's going to wear closer to 50. Um the thickness maybe measure. it's 43 at the bezel you think that's what it is maybe that's, that's probably more like that i mean probably but that's not going to be like an authentic experience yeah. for the wearer you know uh the thickness here is listed at 12.8 which i think either may not include the case back or may not include I don't know the crystal. The crystal is it's not a dome, but the thickness is actually closer to 15 millimeters, hmm. and it's an automatic uh, GMT. I'm not aware if the Miyota 9075 is a modular. Actually, it might be a modular GMT, which might explain the thickness of it. Um, hmm. I'm definitely gonna have all that stuff in the in the in the review. Um, oh, actually, okay. I'll go back to thickness in a second. It is a typo. The lug to lug. Okay. In the description on the website, in the paragraph description, it says 47 millimeters, which, mm. again, is closer to 50. But then <clears throat> in the actual lists, like the little unordered list, it says 43. So um, I'll, I'll let Gavox know. Um, there's a small typo in there. But the thickness of this watch is closer, in my opinion, to 15 millimeters. It's a little top heavy for me. At 39 millimeters in diameter and roughly 15 millimeters in thickness, that and it's a little heavy, at least for me and my taste. That mm -hmm. that has been an interesting um, experience. I would have almost wanted it maybe, I can't believe I'm saying this, a little wider than 39 millimeters, 
because we can't do anything about the thickness of the watch. If that's just how much room the movement needs, then cool. That's all good. You know, you've also saying? been wearing a titanium quartz uh, Grand Seiko for a very long time. <laughs> I have also been wearing the Seamaster, the quartz Seamaster. So like, okay. you know, that that watch is a little bit bigger than the mm-hmm. <laughs> the Grand Seiko. So, but like, no, you're right. I mean, that's that that's probably skewing my um, perception of the watch as well. But I I think. I would not have been mad if this was closer to maybe 41 millimeters. If it was 41 millimeters and 15 millimeters uh, thick, mm-hmm. honestly, probably maybe a little bit closer to the Gavox Rhodes um, dimensions. I don't think the top heaviness would be would 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 be kind of popping out to me. But the watch is gorgeous. the 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 whole idea with this thing, and I promise we'll stop talking about this in a second. The whole idea with this thing is. Um, it's just the ocean. It's the it's the idea of of longitudinal direction, navigation, ocean exploration. It's a story that's very personal to um, um, Michael Happy in regards to his family and where he came from and the accomplishments of those in his family. And so I'll talk about those in the review. But the idea is just you you look at this watch and you're you're supposed to have the impression of you know the ocean and the dial texture does that. What the photos don't really show is that there is also a texture on the bracelet as well. And I'm trying to figure out if I like it because um, the bracelet texture is very evocative of what's happening in the dial, but the center links are very, very polished and they're rounded. Whereas the H links interlocking with the center links are not polished and they're kind of jagged looking, if that makes sense. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Are are there any, are there any photos of that here? Okay. it, It looks like, it looks like, it looks like there are. So that, this thing if you don't like watches that are subtle, if you like watches that are, for lack of a better phrase, texture bombs, just like totally like evocative of a theme and they try to nail that theme every which way they can, then like this is definitely a watch that's worth um, considering. And uh, I'm liking this Miyota movement. This is the first time I've spent time with the Miyota 9075. You know? Yeah, that's the, that's a new, that's a new darling mm-hmm. uh, that, that people are going to start working with. Is this going to be um, the year of the GMT between the Hattori 4R34, the Seiko 4R34, and this Miyota movement? Yeah, might be the year of the GMT. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of a lot of watches. I think, especially with that Miyota. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it, FedEx truck. I'm I like sorry. how I like how mad you get at things. It's fine. It's real life. Do you like how mad you get at things that are like just not in your control? It's such a quiet neighborhood <laughs> that when I hear something, I'm just oh god damn it! Gotta <laughs> talk to Kaz. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna it's yeah between this movement and the um the four R thirty four, we're gonna see a lot of GMTs. Um, this thing also yeah. has. Uh, 200 meters water resistance. Um, it is a quick change. It is a quick change bracelet as well, which is very very cool. So it has those little levers in the back. BGW9 loom. Um, keep an eye out for uh, the review. Um, overall, I'm 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 enjoying. I I always I always I always enjoy Gavox. Like there's just something about these watches. It looks very cool. It's fun. It's a fun one. Um, oh, pricing on this. There's an early bird pricing available right now i think it's available right now uh yeah. it's approximately um, nine, nine i see nine ten yeah nine ten uh and then after this early bird pricing it goes up oh god 400 euros so that's approximately it's probably gonna go up to 13 to 1400 bucks 
Ooh, there's a turquoise one. Is that the one that you have? I have this blue one. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know who has the turquoise one. I have the uh, black uh, coated one. I don't know if it's DLC or whatever it is. And I have this uh, blue one. I think these are going to be very popular. <clears throat> I think so. There's nothing else that's really like this, which is, yeah. which, I, which I find very interesting. You know? Yeah. Wow. I remember. I remember when he was teasing this thing too. Mm-hmm. He's also teasing now. Well, he's been teasing it for a long time, but we saw a new tease <laughs> of the Avidiver GMT. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah. I I also saw something about that on on his Instagram recently, but. I think we talked about this also years ago. <laughs> so. year, it's the year of the GMT, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this thing this thing is very, very cool. I'm, I'm enjoying my time. So keep an eye for the review. Um, yes. Quick housekeeping. Then we can get into GMTs and your changing body. Um, let's see here. Head over to... Uh, head over to RogueWatchNobs.com. We're always publishing the new stuff. I think the latest things on here... Uh, we talked about best watches under a thousand bucks last episode, I believe. Um, you got this. Uh, you got this piece on the Notice Sector Deep out here. This thing. This it's a serious cool. watch. It's a serious, serious watch. It's very much a departure. It almost looks like um. It's got like serious like Zen vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's um. But it's still very Notice. I think. Yes. I think it fits in with their other stuff really, really well. They have a good yeah. handle on their design ethos. Like they, they operate in a space like 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 design wise that is always authentic to them. So but you're you're totally right. It it, it fits in with those other suites. Like the other the other watches they offer, but it is it also feels like a departure at the same time. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people online just saying, Yep, that's my that's my watch purchase for the year. <laughs> I'm getting it. So good job notice i I had fun with that one yeah do you still have it nope i sent it to someone sent it on its way <laughs> it's yeah it's on its way yeah nice. did you did you send it to whoever's getting a neck smelling like pickles because that's how i got this longitude i don't think it smelled like pickles longitude uh, fucking reeked of pickles when i got it for some reason i do not understand why dill pickles I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was a welcome. I love, I love pickles. Just not on my watches. <laughs> so you didn't send it to the next person. You should, you should have. You should have put like, like horseradish in there or something. Let's just keep the theme going. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a Gavox thing. Maybe that's just. <laughs> he he just like watch. sprays a cologne, like, 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 like eau de pickles, and puts like, like a, like a puff of like pickle essence in every order. <laughs> It's part of like the the memories of the the. I'm the, gonna, the next time I smell pickles, I'm gonna think of the Gavox longitude. <laughs> I'm not works. a pickle person. That would that would throw me off. You don't like pickles? That's cool. It's not for everyone. Mm-mm. No way. No way. <laughs> Sorry. Don't you bring a pickle into my fucking house? Yeah. That's funny, man. Well, look, well, good on you. Good on you for not spraying any Delhi Classic scents on your <laughs> on this watch when you sent it off on its way. That's cool. Do you think we'll get a GMT version of this, the Notice Deep? Uh, no, but I think they're doing some other stuff with multiple time zones. All right. Yeah. Keep your secrets, Michael. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, let me see here. But yeah, in addition to that, just head over to brokewashnaps.com. Ton of fun stuff, like I said. Michael, you want to talk about the best GMT watches in the market today? Heck yes. <laughs> so down. No, I want to talk about. Let's <laughs> talk about Solar Quartz watches. I've always been. The GMT watch thing is interesting. I think at its core, even if you don't use a GMT watch, I think what attracts people, and this might be a really basic reduction. You can you can you can call me a fucking asshole if you want, Michael. I think the reason people are so attracted to GMT watches is the same reason why they end up so attracted to chronograph. I think more hands equals more cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's part of it. And I think I think another part of it is the watch uh symbolizing a lifestyle that you you may desire, which is the whole, uh, whole jet setting thing. Yeah, okay. That's a yeah. good one actually. That like yeah. I'm buying an object to evoke a lifestyle, not that I have, but what I want. Which throughout like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty all this twenty twenty two and stuff was pretty pointless. Just stare at your GMT watch. Um, yeah, I think I think that's part of it too. Uh, kind of stepping into this world that the watch symbolizes mm. uh, to give you give you sort of a taste of it somehow. Um, and there's, I mean, there's something super romantic about you know traveling and keeping track of you know your family's time zone and time zone where you are, and then maybe a time zone you might be doing business in. That sound that all sounds really really cool. Um, and I think people get pulled into that. I get, I get pulled into it a lot because I just like the, the aviation connection. Right. That makes sense. You know, operationally, like you're always, you always have something tied to UTC because it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Uh, your operations are based on UTC. So that, that was always cool to me. Um, because if, you know, you think of a day when, before cockpits had all that instrumentation in there, uh, you'd, you'd probably use a, a watch like a GMT to, to keep track of that time zone. All, all you had in that cockpit was a ball of yarn, a gun, and a bucket of rocks. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I'll just make this work because flying this thing with a bucket of rocks. <laughs> we need we need more stories from TJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the rock thing. That was huge. Like, oh, yeah, TJ, tell us, tell us about buckets full of rocks, dude. <laughs> that guy was great. That was so cool having him on. That, yeah. was, that was that was a landmark episode for sure. Um, I opened the GMT piece very briefly with a personal story about my first GMT watch, and it was the Orient Star WZ0071DJ, um, mm-hmm. now owned by a Slack member who I assume is just like river dancing on it with clocks, which is fine. Um, <laughs> that watch, my experience with GMT, so like I'd only ever seen them. I thought they were so cool, and then I bought this Orient Star GMT um to like commemorate something i was doing in my life at the time i remember i got the watch and the first thing i did just instinctively i put the it was a it was a it was a collar gmt so a quote-unquote office gmt so i put the gmt hand to your time zone michael Mm -hmm. like instinctively i'm like oh yeah it's it's going on it's going up pacific like i didn't have to think about it and um i had the experience like during the honeymoon phase of looking at my watch and seeing very quickly both our time zones and then it kind of created this point of connection between me and you, at least in my, this is all in my brain. Like every time I looked at my watch, I thought of you because I knew what yeah. time it was where you were. So that's definitely, I think on the more quote unquote romantic side of mm-hmm. owning the GMT, like this idea of it creating connections between people. If you have friends or family 
like in another time zone or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, um, mic time. Yeah. (laughs) That's, it keeps you, it keeps you thinking about some other far off place. And it's, it's so funny because I do the same thing with, with Eastern time. Mm. And, you know, I think of you, my family, all this stuff. And it's completely like pointless really. Cause it's, you know, count up like three and can't do <laughs> like, it. Like we can't, can do the, can't, we can do the math. Can't do it. I just, I'm one, two, and then I panic. I can't, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, I have those days too. UK time is what really screws me up. Cause oh, I was, yeah. I was used to calculating that from Eastern and for so long and now I'm here and I'm just like, wait, what? How much again? (laughs) You know what the easiest time zone was for us to do? It's fucking Hong Kong. It's literally the opposite. Like it's it's a 12 12 hour difference. So if it's fucking 1 PM there, it's 1 AM back home or at least for, at least for me on the East coast. I remember also you had that watch in Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and I, and I had, uh, I had, a long time, so long ago now. I I had the forty two millimeter Explorer too. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I would I I remember seeing both of those watches. Uh, actually, the first time we saw both of those watches together was in celebration. We were having um, I think we were having breakfast together. Nice. And it it was incredible to see how comparable the the quality was in that Orient. I love that Orient Star. That's yeah. such a special watch for me. I think they got to bring it back. We've been saying it since you got it. <laughs> it's really <laughs> interesting. So post Seiko Epson takeover a few years ago, like they've been like aggressively revitalizing all of their in-house caliber movements, literally everything except the GMT. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me. They could, yo, if this is the year of the GMT, Orion Star could fucking crush it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? It's, it's time. It's we'll see. time, Orion Star. Get your shit together. But um, I think besides the Sangin, I I've had I've had so many GMT watches. Yeah, it's Try, it's been kind of your thing over the years. I feel like it's it's been my thing, and I wrote about this in the Monta review that I did recently. Um, I'm I've gotten softer on them, um, because I I I'm just starting to realize the practicality behind what I need, mm. and even I've even gotten soft on chronographs lately it's just it really is for me i think a, a just a plain old dive watch yeah. is fine and i think it's the same for for a lot of people so the gmts and i think this happens when they're so feature packed like there's an interior scale there's the mm. bezel scale there's like all the hands and stuff and i just i just find that um I'd kind of prefer uh, some simplified functionality or some some diversity in the functionality, and that's that's why the Sangin is so cool. And yeah. another another watch that I lust after is the the old uh, it's your generation of Seamaster, but there was a an in house automatic GMT version where wow. the, the the GMT is the GMT hand is like it's a smaller hand pointing to an internal scale and then it's it's got the same dive bezel. That's a really cool watch. That's cool. Um but yeah, we're we're about to get just flooded with with new GMTs and I I'm I'm curious to see how how people will take the whole is it a true GMT? Is it a collar? <laughs> we we can talk about the true GMT thing and I, I I was 
I almost asked like the the Slack group the other day. Is there any brand these days that makes a GMT watch where it's not a GMT movement? It's just another hand slaved to the to the hour hand in uh, twenty four hour format. <laughs> because if you look at the um, what was it? I think the six five four two was the the first GMT master. Right. The one made for Pan Am pilots, and it's <laughs> again very romantic, very very kind of like jet age yep. moment for for watches um and that thing it the pilots weren't concerned with it being a collar or a true or whatever they, it just had the bezel and you set it and that was that was the same from the 6542 all the way up to i think the 16700 was the last uh modern gmt master where you just had that second time zone with the bezel uh and that's that's kind of the functionality that I'm curious about seeing again because I mean to me if I was if I was a watch company or something I would wonder if you could do that for cheaper you know I mean you could but I don't think watch nerds would accept that I mean you eliminate the true versus collar discussion completely mhm uh you have arguably a more immediate way of manipulating that second time zone you just twist the bezel you're not fiddling with a crown it's just like a cool 12-hour bezel right but you have 24-hour format so in your head you can more easily figure out am pm i don't know that's kind of (laughs) that's the way i'm thinking about gmt watches today like gmt gmt purist purism i mean i i guess it's also just not needing three time zones so i i we also reviewed that that Seiko, uh, the new Seiko Five GMT, oh, and yeah. when I when I had it, I was just like, oh, I'm just using the bezel. When I actually when I had my Tudor GMT, I, that's how I, I was like, oh, I'm just using the bezel for that right. second time zone. I'm not thinking about true versus collar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just and so just to clarify for folks maybe who aren't familiar with the terms. Yes. Um, yeah. A collar. So collar GMT versus traveler GMT. A collar GMT, so C-A-L-L-E-R. It's also called, I think, an office GMT. That's mm-hmm. basically the most common type of GMT movement you're going to see where the GMT hand moves independently. So that hand with, like, the big red arrow, or the, in the case of my Gavox, the big orange arrow, that GMT hand is the one that moves independently of the traditional hour, uh, minute, and second hands. Yeah. That's the most common type of GMT you're going to see. A traveler GMT is the one that's traditionally called, or usually called a quote-unquote true GMT. Um, and that's where the hour hand, the actual traditional hour hand, is what moves independently and uh, from the minute hand and the actual quote-unquote extra GMT hand. And basically the idea with the traveler GMT is that your you, your physical location is changing so much and your time zones are changing so much that you constantly need to change your local time which is why the hour hand moves independently whereas you want to set your gmt hand to whatever to wherever maybe your family is or wherever you call home that's the one that doesn't have to move independently so that that's kind of the idea i think to your point you don't really think about that stuff if you just when you're just using the watch and it's funny because i still can't figure out the argument for like on why one is better for a jet setter than the other because 
there are people that use their GMT watches and they'll use the GMT hand to track their time. Of course. And so if you're one of those people, then your caller GMT is a traveler GMT. (laughs) Whoever, whoever first called the traveler GMT, the true GMT fucked everything up. (laughs) Seriously, because as soon as, as soon as people hear that there's a true version for uh, against a non-true version in a hobby, like watches where everyone's just clamoring over the, over the other person to try to look like a more authentic watch collector. The second a true moniker was attached to these two versions, that was it. It was all, it was all fucked up. Yeah, basically the true GMT is either the 6542 GMT Master or an original Glycine Airman. Or your or iPhone. You, or your iPhone, yeah. Or your fucking phone, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but where's the fun in that? This isn't a phone podcast. That's true. I forgot. Is I keep there a phone podcast? Dude, I'm sure there's a phone or like a tech podcast that just yeah, talks I about phones so. and shit. But yeah. yeah, so like that, for me, the, the, the caller versus traveler GMT thing... I don't really care. I mean, it's always an interesting, like, huh, whenever I find out something is a quote-unquote true or a traveler GMT, but it's literally, it should never be a deal-breaker. If you see a GMT and you love everything about it and the price is right and you love the design, but you see that it's a collar GMT, if you're deterred by that, you're like, ooh, I don't really know. I want an actual GMT watch. Get your head out of your fucking ass. It's an actual GMT watch and just buy it. I mean, unless, I mean... Unless you've really mapped out your use case for the whole, you know, three time zone thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like that, that new Manta, the, the, the Manta that, that we reviewed also. Oh God, I got so close to buying that white version, but like, saw, but, saw, mo- but money. I saw you stress sweating when you were like, when we were talking about it. <laughs> I know dude, but money and groceries. I don't wow. know. Maybe one day. Maybe if you uh, just flash the person at the checkout uh, grocers, like your watch, they'd be like, oh, whoa, dude, you got a monster. Groceries on me, bro. And he'll like let you go on or whatever. Well, that thing that they removed the internal, the interior scale right. on this new version. So it's like, okay, you have the 12 hour display and then you have a 24 hour hand. If I bought that watch, I would just use the bezel yeah. and I'd basically have a, a GMT watch the same way the earliest uh, the GMTs were with the, the, the cool Pan Am pilots. You'd be closer to a Pan Am pilot than all these other drooling neckbeards on their couch talking about true GMT. <laughs> right? So, but how cool would that be if, I don't know, it, I I think I remember talking to, to, to a watchmaker I back when I had the Glycine Airman, actually. Mm. Uh, I had the version, so I had the Glycine Airman number one, but I had the version that came with a GMT hand, which kind of a, it kind of bugged me a little bit because it wasn't like original. That's not how the the actual ones worked. Right. And that that stupid little twenty four hour hand, it never aligned perfectly. So, I I even went to a watchmaker once and I asked like, can we remove the hand? And turn, and turn the movement into a 24-hour movement because basically I'd have, that would make it like the, the what Glycine calls the purest, purest version. Right. And I don't know, I got some run around like, oh, that's not as easy as it sounds. But, but Michael, more hands equal more cool. Why would you take <laughs> away some cool? 
Uh, maybe maybe like a GMT chronograph. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Zen makes some of those, and that's more hands, and they that is more cool. <laughs> Although I will say those Damasco single hand chronographs. You ever see those? Yeah. That's less hands and way more cool in my yeah. opinion. You're right. You're right so, about that. So maybe maybe more hands don't equal more cool, or maybe it does at least the plebes, the fucking plebes. Telling you, man. I'm sad about the Monta. Still time. Does There's anyone want to buy me one? <laughs> Just... Michael will Michael will, will flash some nips for Montas. <laughs> I want to put that, words in your mouth there, man. But you know, that thing is so cool. Well, here, let's do this. You want to do some callouts on this uh, on this list? I know. Uh... Yeah, let's see what you put. Let's see what you put together. So what I did not do guides? this. I did not do this in order of price. I just threw these on here. Um... I started with one that's maybe not as well known, or maybe kind of gets forgotten pretty easily because I love this this the wearing experience of these. The specs is really cool. I picked these um, these uh, Zodiac Super Seawolf uh, GMT pieces here. Um, I tried on a very cool one in in New York. Yeah, I think it was the it was the blue one. The I think they call the blueberry. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I. I I think this is a really, really solid choice for someone who wants something, you know, um, it's a legacy brand. It has really, really good specs on it. Um, and it's just one of those things that has all the capabilities of being your quote unquote everyday watch. 40 millimeters, 49 millimeters lug to lug, 13.6 millimeters um, thick. It's, I just, um, mm. I, I, I was going to say something, whatever. Oh, <laughs> I just can't stand how unfathomably boring these are. That's the thing. That's why it's a great candidate for like a quote unquote everyday watch. Yeah, I just I I hate that the the divers get all the cool colors and stuff. And if you want a cool color with these GMTs, they're super limited. Limited, yeah. It gets nuts. Yeah. So thought I, I, I thought it was a good one to include. So yeah, through these through these on here. Um, pricing on these non limited. It's between it's. Between seventeen and eighteen hundred, um, basically. Mm-hmm. So certainly not the quote unquote cheapest GMTs uh, that are on here. Mm-mm. Second one I put on here was yours, your your Sangen, uh, the Sangen Professional. Um, even though these things are basically not in stock, um, put it on here. Put it on here mainly just because of that, um, the look of the watch, the ethos of the brand, and uh, the movement. I have a, I think I have one or two other watches with this Swiss Ronda five one five. Dot twenty four hour uh, course movement in here. That's that movement is the reason I got this watch because nice. it was just when I when I found out how it worked and how you can just that free floating GMT hand it com- it would completely just because that that gets me scared buying GMT watches with with the uh, the big generic Swiss movements. Mm-hmm. I just never know if I'm gonna unbox it and like when I get to the top of the hour the hands don't line up. Right. So. I mean, it makes sense, you know. Um, yeah, there's one or two other watches that use that movement on here. Uh, it was funny. I was putting the li- I was putting this list together, and then I was just like, man, I need to I need to think of like, there's got to be some GMTs in like the five or six hundred dollar or like four hundred dollar range, and I was like, duh, idiot, Steinhardt. <laughs> 
Steinhardt makes a lot of them. Honestly, so I threw the Steinhardt Ocean 39 GMT on here. This thing is super cool. 39 millimeter diameter, 47 lug to lug, 13 millimeters thick. Um, depending on what you're dealing with, you're either going to get one with an ETA 2893-2 or the Salita SW3300. Both, honestly, fantastic movement options for the pricing you're talking about. Depending on which model you're getting, you're in it for like five or seven hundred bucks. They even have ceramic bezel options as well. And basically, this is just for someone that's really in the market for like a GMT Master homage. And who doesn't mind the fact that it's like a GMT Master homage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um... This is a fun one, we, and we've had a review on this site for uh, for uh, for a while. On this guy, we, we have a few Steinhardt pieces. I have your Seiko Five on here, or, or not your, the one you were um, borrowing for the review. I love this I'm, photo. You took I'm very, you. oh, thank you. I'm very excited about these. Um, yeah. Seiko's been putting out some new releases this year already, and I I can't. I just want to see, I want to see new colors, more colors for this one. Um, this watch was almost a hit for me but i don't like the um i wish the dials were more matte in, mm. in their in their color and not so sun ray ish sure well um, but they're if, really cool if this is going to be anything like the 5kx release you are going to have more <laughs> versions of the seiko 5 gmt than you're possibly going to know what to do with that's true that's true i mean Just people are ways. you know you just know people are waiting for the pepsi one there's got to oh be, God. just like the SKX009, there's, yeah. there's got to be a Pepsi version. So good. Uh, uh, oh, or an all blue one, like a, like a blueberry. That'd be great. That would be cool. All right. Come on, Seiko. Seiko, are you taking notes on this one, y'all? We, we know Mr. Seiko listens to this Mr. podcast. <laughs> Mr. Seiko. Sounds Please like a beauty listen. contest. Mr. Seiko. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's so good. Um, oh, I got the Q Timex on here, and this is this is the other one. Okay, so this is interesting. The Q Timex GMT. This is probably one of the more. I think this is the most affordable GMT that's on here. You're in this thing for under 250 bucks. Now, this, I think, is the other watch that uses the Swiss Ronda 515.24H uh, quartz movement. It oh. is a little bit difficult to say definitively because Timex does not tell you very clearly yeah where their movements come from so i did a little bit of detective online sleuthing and i was able to make a reasonable uh uh uh, like i was able to like analyze what i was seeing and reasonably assume that it's the swiss ronda 515.24h if someone knows for uh, certain that it's not please let me know but i always like these q timex pieces or these hot okay Let's 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 settle this here. Officially, it is called Q Timex. Yeah. Col- colloquially, everyone just calls it the Timex Q. People have gone or Timex went really nuts with this watch. I think they have too many versions of this watch. Almost almost worse than the Black Bay thing. <laughs> so many of these. There's a lot. To the to the point that what when the GMT came out, I was like, eh. meh. <laughs> I guess. Oh man! Um, the next did you, one. I have did on? you like find an employee on LinkedIn and like social engineer them and catfish them? Is that how you found the, the Ronda movement? No, I, I I was digging into like threads <laughs> and I was on like watch forums and people were spec comparison and then I was looking at some spec stuff and like I was just I, there's enough out there where you can make a reasonable 
deduction like okay most likely it is this movement yeah you know i wish i was better at social engineering i feel like <laughs> most of my problems would be solved if i could just <laughs> you know long game everyone the old uh, long con the next one on here is a watch that honestly i saw years ago and i never too. forgot because i thought they were so fucking cool um I don't even know if they're still in production, but you can still get them on Seiya Japan. I don't know. They might be JDM, um, or at least non-US specific, but there is a Citizen Promaster um, model. It is titanium. It's technically a Diver GMT. There's a few varieties available, but the main, the one you'll mainly see it in is um, this blue dial piece that you'll see uh, on the website. It is really, really cool. It has a dive bezel, but then it also has an interior GMT scale on the uh, inside. Um, it's an eco drive. It's 200 meters water resistance. It's titanium. And this thing is actually a quote unquote true GMT. It's a traveler GMT where the GMT hand is um, what moves uh, independently of everything else. Mm. 43 millimeters. 49 millimeters lug to lug 14 millimeters thick you're under you're in this thing for under you know 500 bucks maybe around 500 bucks if you do have to get it um from japan or something like that but this is so big it's it's those specs don't scare me that much that's that's like sumo specs yeah and i yeah. spent a long time with the sumo that, yeah that's true it's also very deep dish so i mm -hmm. i saw i saw like irl photos of, of these and and if you look at the, um, yeah, that dial goes in there pretty deep. Yeah, Seiya Japan has a cool video on his um, on his site, like uh, op op operating one of these, and you 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 get a good sense of it um, from that video. Oh, nice. But but these, I guess these things just aren't popular. I don't know. I'm also like I'm getting to this spot where I'm like getting not obsessed, but I'm really into like Citizen Titanium right now. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm getting into this spot where I'm seeing all the titanium offerings that they have, and I'm just like, ooh. Will he? Won't he? I don't know. I mean, they, they have that new diver that's titanium on rubber, and it's really cool. The automatic one? Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I want eco drive. I don't want automatic. Yeah. We were talking, we were talking earlier about things we're, like, less hard on and more hard on. I don't know if I'm less hard on anything, but I'm way hard right now on quartz. Like I love quartz watches. I also I'm I'm in love with the idea of getting an ego drive, something or other. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure out if you mean you're hard on something, like you're being tough on it, or you mean you have a hard on for something. I have a hard on for it. I'm into it. Okay. Like okay. like I'm 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 into it. No, that was no you like like I'm not hard on it like like you know, my child. Like, oh, I'm hard on my boy, but I'm just trying to make him strong. Not like that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is a slippery slope. Our hearts on. My, <laughs> my hearts on for my boy is the slope I was trying to avoid. <laughs> but you know, let's just go down it. Let's just. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I am very much into quartz, eco drive. Um, Got it. Right now. Whew, glad we avoided that one. Let's imagine imagine the eco drive like the one that you you gave me. I was mm. wearing it this week actually. But that as a GMT in titanium. That, that would that be size, nuts. that watch. That would make, be make just take that watch, put it the little thing in the scale inside and there you go. I mean hell, they already have an eco drive GMT movement. That's what this thing is. Yep. Just put it in that watch. 
Yeah. We clearly, we clearly know better than Citizen. Obviously, that's why we're a multi-billion dollar watch brand. <laughs> with, 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 with employees and offices all over the world, Michael. You think uh, they have, do you think they have accountants? Yeah, you know, I'm sure they found it somewhere in their overhead uh, to get some financial accountants in the mix. You know, working across every currency on Earth would probably necessitate some kind of financial overhead. You know, I guess. Some sort of accounting <laughs> checks and balances. Oh, man, that's so good. What else is that? <laughs> Have you seen these Christopher Ward C63 Sealander GMTs? I just started paying attention to Christopher Ward again for two reasons: mm. the 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 little the dinging watch that one, <laughs> yes. and the uh, and Belacanto, Belacanto. Yeah. I think something like that. Yeah. And I think I think they finally have a logo. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to see them, the new ones, and thinking, oh, this is, this is cool. Nice. Yeah, these these look good. These look. Good. I I like these. Um, the GMT hand is reminiscent. I think it's unavoidable. Of actually, you tell, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Is that not a G, uh, uh, an Explorer Two GMT hand? Looks just like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm not insane. Um, I think I'm. I find it difficult to overlook that. But the overall design of these and just the options and the the strap and color variations, I thought these were really really cool, especially at the pricing. So. Um, 39 millimeters, lo- uh, fucking lug to lug, you wish. 39 millimeters in diameter, 45.8, just 46 lug to lug, 11.85 millimeters thick. Ooh, uh, Salita SW3300. You're in this for, you know, anywhere from a thousand to 1200 bucks. That's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, they've, Christopher Ward has very clearly stepped up their game. Mm-hmm. These, these look good. These yeah. look good. So, and, and those are... straps, those straps look nice. That, look... that blue one, is that rubber? It's, like a, I think it's like a textured rubber. Yeah. Nice. Or I think they call it a hybrid, like hybrid rubber. <clears throat> I don't know what that means, though. I should know, but I don't. But it looks very cool. Um, I just love the sizing. I love, I love uh, under 12, med- uh, 12 millimeters. Yes. Take me on yours. I love it. <laughs> you know? Uh, let's see here. I got Yema on here again. We've been um, we've been pretty hot, or at least I've been pretty hot on uh, Yema, the these, Superman. These Yem. just came out in some new, crazy cool colors. Yeah, yeah I saw I the saw I, I saw the email. I didn't I didn't get the chance to include him in here because I published it around the time it came out. But um, yeah, Yema's an interesting one. It's a legacy European brand. It's a French brand. It kind of got swallowed up, sort of in the quartz crisis. I think Seiko bought it in like the 80s or 90s and just didn't do anything with Yema. Hmm. And then um, French independent owners purchased it back from Seiko in 2004 and were and now uh, now under French ownership again it's trying to experience this revitalization which is why you know, we've been getting a lot of these Yema Superman uh, pieces which is like their legacy dive watch you know we were also talking about the uh, the fly graph I think a couple episodes ago I think um, I think Whoa. that was on they call this in-house those are all in-house movements all of their movements are in-house movements hmm. that's the other like really big like claim to fame thing um for them they have a really interesting history with french aviation and um uh racing and everything like that so it's just it's just interesting because it presents a really cool value prop as this legacy european brand 
but you can i mean like you can score these things under a thousand not not this gmt specifically but there's a lot of yema models with in-house movements you can get for under a thousand this yeah. gmt in particular <laughs> i put it on the list because of all those reasons i just said but also because you actually have the option of two sizes you can do a 39 millimeter version or a 41 millimeter version i thought it was kind of cool mm-hmm. so threw that on here um these are nice they're fun i think they're kind of cool yeah. Like, I'm the only one talking about Yemma. I have your glycine airman number one on here. Back back when they had water resistance. <laughs> what what was it? Remember the uh the the it's not called mass drop. I think they I think they're just called drop now. But remember the 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 all those new models that came out on fucking mass drop? I don't care what it's called. One um, meter. One. It was one meter, right? <laughs> or something. I don't you know. Better not trip in the rain, dude. <laughs> Like, lest your fucking watch will turn to wet tissue paper. I still haven't figured. I still have haven't figured out if that's like a case, like misprint or something, or if it was real. And now it's not much more. Oh no, was it ten or one? Ten. And now, well, now it's thirty. You can get them on Naman, and it's it's thirty meters, which is Ooh, still like stepping up their game. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> you know what's funny? We we are always like like. People are water resistant snobs. Like it's dumb. You don't need water resistance. Yeah, but this but is kind of out of out of hand. <laughs> but the second a watch that we like comes to, comes to play at thirty meters, what the fuck? Ugh! How am I supposed to breaststroke with this watch on? Do you know what I mean? I think there's like Patek Calatravas with more water resistance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Q Timex might have more water resistance. <laughs> Come on, glycine. Oh man, you know these things are just made of fucking air, like graham crackers and like like unused airline goldfish. You know what I'm saying? The joke like, is that the joke is that at the at the at the height of my villain arc, I will <laughs> I will purchase glycine from Invicta. Invicta, yeah, that's an that's an interesting fact. So poor glycine, I talk about it a little bit in the piece, but poor glycine has had such a fucking weird history. Um, yeah. They have this legacy with the airman. They have this really strong tie to like pure aviation history and everything like that. And then um, I think I wrote down the year uh, in 2016, Invicta purchased them and seemingly did not really do anything with them or just yeah. didn't understand what they were supposed to do. I think they saw everyone else buying brands like they saw Fossil buy Zodiac. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, we got to buy something too. And then they just bought Glycine. <laughs> I would love for Fossil to buy glycine. That would be crazy, actually. Maybe Invicta can give an Invicta-style discount for Fossil to buy. (laughs) 95% off. Usually it's 200 million, but now it's only, I don't know, 5 million. That's that's actually really... It's on like QVC and shit, too. Like, it's literally... Like, they literally have that as a 10-minute segment on QVC. (laughs) And like yeah. Mike Pearson from Fossil like calls in being like, uh, we yeah, gotta do I'd it. like to make an offer on uh, glycine. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done, Mike. That would be fucking perfect. I see no other way for that transaction to take place. <laughs> but no, you're right. I think that I think it, I think just given how Fossil handled Zodiac, even though we've given them shit with some of the stuff, especially all the different versions of the super seawolf and everything like that i think glycine would probably be in better hands at fossil if we're comparing american ownership to american ownership i just i'm surprised and i've thought about getting it before i don't know what the exact 
current references, mm. but they saw them on Naman and yep. uh, they're they're kind of a lot though. They're they're close to a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks, yeah. That's what I wrote here. It's it's too much in my opinion. Yeah, but it would be cool to just have a twenty four hour GMT. Uh, that's 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 even even more hardcore purist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. It, 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 I think it beat the GMT Master by a year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, Hear that? Hear that, nerds? Yeah. And they just, <laughs> they just have that, that bezel. And it, it's funny. I make fun of Yemma for their, their whole crown lock thing. And this, the, well, this has a second crown just for the, the lock. Just, it just has a lock on, just for the second crown. <laughs> yeah. God, this is a cool watch. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Glycine. It's just very much... I don't think Invicta understands what to do with it. I really still believe Glycine is like two people in like a broom closet in like an office somewhere in Hollywood, Florida. And they're just like doing whippets and drinking Red Bull and just trying to come up with ideas to stay on payroll. Well, it's not even new watches. I haven't even seen new stuff come out. Um, That's a good point. If they were doing whippets and drinking Red Bull, they would be flooded with ideas probably. That's my Christmas tree back there in the photo. <laughs> I the like way. it. That's cool. I dig it. <laughs> man, oh man. Oh shit, we're coming up on time. Last one on here. How could I do a GMT list, Michael? I ask you, how could I do a GMT list, Michael, without including possibly one of the nicest watches I ever wore? I'm still surprised you don't have this. You talk you you used to talk about getting it a lot. Yeah. I still think about it a lot. I can I can talk about the. I can talk about why I don't get it. But I on here I close uh, I close the list out with the Archimede Pilot Forty Two GMT. So nice, yeah. So fucking nice. This is an excellent example of a watch that's over forty millimeters, but wore so fucking nice when I put it on my wrist. Just in regards to how the lugs curved, just in regards to the thinness of the case, forty two millimeters in diameter. <coughs> excuse me i'm choking i'm very emotional 51 millimeters lug to lug 10 millimeters thick or thin if you will sapphire crystal this thing is high legibility it's just an excellent example of staying true to the idea of the purity of your original design in this case a flieger while also ensuring that you're still hitting the marks of what you need to to be a usable gmt watch which it still does and it's just and I just, I, I, you know what doesn't help my lust for this fucking watch, Michael? What? Your photo. Oh. <laughs> That's a Michael photo. <laughs> you took up this watch on my fucking wrist. The best, the best photo studio we ever had. That weird, like, green space. That was like, that was like Wind Up San Fran 2018. Or nineteen or something like that. Yeah, you you, you could tell who all the watch bloggers were because they were just grabbing watches and running to that back area and doing photos real quick, and just like running back to return watches or whatever. So many neck beards in one place. I just remember people would go back there and try to sit like 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 sit and drink coffee, but they were just they just couldn't exist in the cloud of neck beardery that was existing. <laughs> they just had to get up and leave. Like this is not a peaceful area. I have to leave. So <laughs> many so many people with just cameras back there. This is thirty cool. dudes taking pictures of each other's wrists. <laughs> what I gotta can I get walk out into? of here. <laughs> I'm not into this. I gotta get out of here. You know what I mean? So 
I had to include it in here. Archimedes is a really, really interesting brand. Technically, it's a legacy German brand. Started as um, Ickler making um, watch cases in the 20s um, as part of the uh, 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 effort to um, provide tools um, just for the growing war effort at the time and everything like that, which a lot of brands ended up doing, um, either willingly or not willingly, um, based in, oh, how do you say it? Forzheim? Forzheim, pretty sure Archimedes is one of the folks in Forzheim. I'm pretty sure that's the case. And um, but it was it was Ickler for a long time, and they made watch cases until the 2000s when they started their own brand, which was called Archimedes, where they um were able to so, uh, to just apply a lot of what they learned and a lot of what they perfected as a watch part manufacturer and provider, just in their own watches as well. And so um. I've always had a really soft spot in my in my heart for um, for this brand, and we have a we have a couple really cool Archimedes reviews on the site, so um, definitely go and check them out as well. But this, <sighs> I like this watch, Michael. I'm still stuck on the whole. <clears throat> if I use my collar GMT, the 24 hour hand to track mm-hmm. my local time, is it a traveler GMT? Or true GMT. I mean, <laughs> yes, like right, like I, well, I, I guess, I guess that's a good question. Like, what actually necessitates, or what actually denotes what the movement is? Is it how it's designed, or is it how it's used? I feel like there's plenty of use cases in history where people use things not as they were designed, but that doesn't necessarily mean the way they're using it isn't what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't be I can't be that big brain. Like I think that works, right? It works. I feel like it works. It's a workaround. Look, if I can't, I have a I have a brick in my office. I have a brick in my office that someone gave me as a birthday present, and they wrote a very nice birthday message. I call it a birthday. Remember Evan from my wedding? You really do. You're not even joking. I'm not even joking. Michael has seen it. It's 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 my birthday brick. Okay. (laughs) If I can't find a hammer, I grab my brick. Is my brick not a hammer? Yeah. I'm using it to put a nail in the wall. You know what I'm saying? It could like, be a tofu press. Yeah. You could use it as I a could tofu use press. A tofu pre- I could use it as a doorstop. It's still a doorstop. It's also a brick, but it's also, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't, I, I guess it's really more of a semantic kind of question than anything else. But like, I don't think the idea of a quote unquote true GMT is specific to how it's made. I think it's just however someone uses it, you know? Yeah. I love that brick. <laughs> best birthday present. Best birthday present I ever got. You should have, you should have, I, I don't go, I don't know, gone full circle with that brick. Like, start it. I don't know. Like, you use that brick as the foundation of your child's new room For, or something. Oh, I that's how I should have used it to build my home. <laughs> I should have been like, hey, man, can we just sneak in this one brick? It doesn't match any of the other bricks you're using. Can you just use this brick somewhere? That would have been fucking great, dude. Yeah, that's true. That would have been pretty cool. Ah, uh, next one, next house. I'll do it in the next house. Or if I build it, if I build like a like a like a grill out back, I'll use that brick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But then what the fuck am I gonna do when I can't find a hammer? Yeah, you might be screwed. You need your true brick. I need my true brick. <laughs> it's a true I don't, brick. Not my fucking collar brick. Okay. I need a true <laughs> brick, dude. All right. <laughs> But that, I can't. <laughs> that's the list, though. Head over to twobrokewatchtimes.com. 
let us know what's up. The interesting thing with GMT watches is that it's um it's kind of it's kind of difficult to find stuff that's quote unquote affordable. That's why I didn't necessarily put an affordable moniker on here, but you will find or you should find nothing on here over two thousand bucks. I think the most expensive thing on here is probably the are probably the zodiacs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a pretty close one and it's another good option. Mm. Um they're they're pretty new, so uh it's the the new Zin 105 UTCs. They come in black Ooh, and white. Oh yeah. Those are those are close in price to the Zodiacs on uh like on leather, not on the bracelet. But yeah. um those those look very, very cool. These are cool. I dig these too. I mean, the thing is, the thing with all these foundational pieces that we're doing is they're going to be continually updated. So I'm, I'm there's a few that I'm kind of working on updates for. So maybe I can include some of these Zins in there. But with that said, if there are any GMTs you feel should be included in this list, definitely let me know. Not discriminatory towards anything in regards to movement, whether it's a collar or a traveler GMT, whether it's a micro brand or a non micro brand. The only thing is we're just trying to keep it under like the $2,000 mark. Um, Cause I think after that point, that is just, it, it no longer becomes a discussion that only we could have because every other GMT list you're going to see is going to talk about all the GMTs. Everyone always talks about, you know what I mean? Like all the super expensive stuff. So another really good GMT is the Casio that I wrote about in the pilot watch article. <laughs> Because you just have a totally a, a separate window. That's so that, well. People don't think of that as a GMT though. But you're totally right. It is a GMT. GMT. A G- it just it just doesn't have the hand. More hands equals more cool. Or those or those citizen well, those citizen titanium, uh, the what the Navihawks that we were talking to TJ about his old one, that's got lots of hands and lots of screens and numbers and stuff and. That might be the most cool. That's yeah right more like, more better more be- <laughs> i'd like more better please will you actually point out something interesting i don't have any digital watches on here yeah that's it. i was fixated on this stupid gmt hand fuck time I to mean, get some digital gmts on here this will this will grow i think i'm telling you man but that that that's it head over to twobuckwashknobs.com um tons of fun stuff going on let us know your thoughts on the show thank you so much everyone you know, Michael and I were talking about TBWS and everything we've done just since 2016 and on now. And um, if you're OG TBWS or if you're just getting into the show, thank you. Glad you like it. Hope you like it. If you don't like it, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. But um, appreciate everyone. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting lots of really nice messages in and, and uh, especially recently beginning a lot of really nice messages in and everything like that. Also, especially Michael, since you've been more active on Instagram. I have, yeah, that, I have my days with Instagram. That's just—I'm so proud of you, man. You're stronger than I am. Yeah, the this I should have given it up for Lent. <laughs> that should have but, been my—that should have been what I gave up for Lent. Damn it! Uh, but yeah, it, Instagram yeah, I'm just is eating fish sandwiches like a dick. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Instagram is, uh, yeah, touch and go with me. But yeah, I'm glad everyone's digging the show and if you have we have gotten some nice emails thank you so much for writing in we we appreciate it mm-hmm. yeah man that's it that's 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 the show dude is it you gotta go man is it that sad time i gotta go convince my wife on a new monta sky quest 
<laughs> well, if I was your wife, you wouldn't need to convince me. Uh, Just putting that out there. That's true. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> How much are those to, uh, to a 20, 2,500, 2,500, right? Yeah, that's not a small purchase. That's not a small purchase. That's not that's not picking up a a nice uh, budget friendly Seiko. That's a I don't know. That's a new furnace. Yeah, that's not that's not picking up your uh, <laughs> that's not picking up a daddy uh, a big daddy diesel over at Nordstrom on your way out from getting some new button downs for work. You know, <laughs> that's certainly not that. Or Mister Daddy or whatever the fuck it's called. Here, either way, it, it, it's fine. We'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. I'm sure we're gonna figure this out. Do you want to start saying goodbye to the kiddos and I'll close it out? This was a lot of fun. I like this episode. That was fun. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Later.